Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is Optimal Parenting Daily, episode 215. 10 More Reasons Why Parents Should Not Send Their Kids to College, part two by James Altucher of jamesaltucher.com. Hello, everybody, and happy Friday. I'm Greg Audino, your host and narrator, ready to finish up yesterday's post from James Altucher. Definitely check out episode 214 if you haven't already, but if you have, let's get right into the finale and continue optimizing your life. 10 More Reasons Why Parents Should Not Send Their Kids to College, Part 2 by James Altucher of jamesaltucher.com. Number four, one person said, not everything boils down to money. Specifically, one brilliant commenter on one of my posts said, quote, I'd say the overwhelming majority of people don't go to college as a financial investment. They do it because they want to explore career options in an easy environment. They do it because there's a particular career they want to be in. Unfortunately, weekend hackers don't often become doctors. They do it because they want to drink and party on the weekends. They do it because the point of life is not making money. End quote. I'm going to... I'm going to be angry for the first time on this post, if not this entire blog since its inception. What a stupid statement that is. If it's not a financial investment, then why has the cost of college gone up 1,000%? In the same amount of time, it's taken healthcare to go up 700% and inflation to go up 300%. It's a financial investment because college presidents have scammed most kids into thinking they can't get jobs without college. So they jack up the prices knowing kids will be forced to pay, otherwise suffer the perceived opportunity cost of not going to college. Also, that commenter said, quote, the point of life is not making money, end quote. I'd like to thank him for saying that. Otherwise, I wouldn't have gone through life thinking that the entire point of life was making money. I'm assuming what he really means by that statement is that it's great for kids to read books about philosophy, literature, art history, etc. in an environment that encourages discussion among peers and experts. This is what college is truly great for. Number five, my experience. I think of myself as an educated person, so let me tell you my own experience. College itself was spent meeting and fooling around with girls for the first time in my life. I'm glad the banks loaned me enough money to do this. And fortunately, extreme failure and embarrassment in this arena didn't affect me at all later in life. And learning about alcohol and the occasional recreational narcotic for the first time in my life. I took an enormous amount of classes in computer science, none of which helped me in my first actual non-academic job. In fact, I was so bad at computers after going to both undergrad Cornell in computer science and graduate school at Carnegie Mellon in computer science that my first non-academic job, HBO, had to send me to two months of training courses at AT AT&T so I could learn a thing or two about how computers were used in the real world. My first task at HBO was to get some computer they gave me onto the internet. I ended up crashing the computer so bad that they had to throw it out 
and I also wiped out everyone's email on that computer. I thought they were going to fire me, but they just banished me for two months instead. The only way to get fired at HBO, I was told, was to stand on your boss's desk and pee on it. I borrowed every penny of my college education. I took courses every summer, they were cheaper and quicker then, and I took six courses a semester. I still graduated with about 30 to 40k in loans. It took me 10 years and selling a business, but I paid back every penny of my loans. On top of my courses, I worked about 40 hours a week at jobs so I could afford my expenses. My parents did not pay one dime of my expenses except for maybe my first semester of college. And for graduate school, I got a full scholarship and stipend. The way I got educated in reading, philosophy, history, art, etc. was fully on my own time. After leaving graduate school, I took relatively easy jobs as a programmer on campus. I spent hours every day reading books, and then at least another hour or two a day going to the campus library and reading criticism on the books I had just finished. This was the entirety of my liberal arts education, and it was all for free, and has served me well since then, and I was actually paid while I was doing it. If you can't read a book without being on a college campus and paying 100 to 200k a year for the honor of being there, then you probably shouldn't be reading books anyway. Or at least wait until you learn the value of a dollar before making that extreme expense. Number six, parents are scammed. If you are a parent and wish to send your kids to a college, then just to summarize, here is what you are paying for. Your kids are going to get laid one to five times a day with people you probably would not approve of. Your kids are going to drink, smoke, and probably try other illegal stuff before you even get home. Your kids are going to cheat on most of their exams. When I first started college, I wanted to be a psychologist. I read every book on psychology. In Psych 101, I got a D- on my first exam, which was graded on a curve. Apparently, the other 2,000 kids in the class had access to older exams which were stored at all the fraternities, and the professor never changed the exams. I had to ultimately drop psych as a major. My dad said, Why do you want to major in psychology anyway? Girls won't like you because you won't make any money as a psychologist. I said, uh-huh, but then I'll never know if the girls like me for my money or not. And he said, girls won't like you because you have money. They'll like you because you are the kind of guy who can make a lot of money. Your kids are going to make connections with other like-minded individuals, people focused on substance abuse, socialism, getting laid, people cheating on exams, and people with rich parents who will help your kids get jobs at Goldman Sachs. Your kids are going to think they are smarter than you almost immediately. While you are working 60 hours a week and borrowing money to send your kids to college, your kids will be sleeping good chunks of the day, relaxing on weekends, and enjoying the blissful pleasures of the lazy life for another four years until the real world hits. Number seven, alternatives. And by the way, I know my title said 10 reasons and I only listed seven. I didn't learn how to count in college. I had a great time in college. And although I worked very hard, I managed to enjoy the beautiful nature around Ithaca and really appreciate being away from home. I graduated a year early so I could save on tuition. In order to graduate early, I had to maintain at least a 3.0 average. Unfortunately, on the last day of classes, I realized I was heading for a 2.999 and would not be able to graduate. I had to go to my professor and beg him to upgrade me from a D plus and a C minus. Fortunately, he did, and I got my degree. You just listened to part two of the post titled, 
10 More Reasons Why Parents Should Not Send Their Kids to College by James Altucher of jamesaltucher.com. And thanks a lot to James for this post and his outside-the-box thinking. Obviously, this is a question that more and more parents are asking themselves, and, you know, it's hard to not think that the college bubble is going to burst soon with how expensive it's become and how much of a demand there is for lucrative trade jobs or even entrepreneurship. Whether James's article has swayed you or not, uh, one thing I do suggest is focusing on the experience you're looking for and trying to cultivate, as he mentioned in number five. So college is something we often feel is a necessary tool for a necessary outcome, but we have to challenge these ideas and consider at least alternative approaches to reach the same outcome. James mentions all the ways he spent his time in college reading and educating himself on his own and important subjects that he's gone on to thrive in. A lot of us retain that same power if we can successfully identify it, and that is the, the power to reach desired outcomes with our own resources rather than relying on you know, bigger institutions. So something to think about in many aspects of life for sure. So think about how that might relate to you, friends. We are done for now. But I thank you for being here for both parts one and two. And I do hope you'll come back tomorrow for another episode, this time courtesy of Christina Eden of Core Living Essentials. That's where your optimal life awaits.